Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Hello, hello, what's up, what's up? It is us again. Hello. Once wait, again, do your voice another... just like cracked so hard. Well, that's <laughs> that's a thing, it's I fine. guess. It's fine. Um, but we are be proud of us once again, pre-recording an episode. Yes, You're welcome. But I've also been getting so confused about what I'm saying and based on like the day it's gonna come out. So yeah, that's okay. Yeah. All right. It's, it's fine. Living in delusion once again. <laughs> Delulu. Okay, so today we are going to do some like Q&As, more of a rapid fire style, so not the nuance might be left out. We're, we're going to try today. to keep it rapid fire. <laughs> Neither we'll of see. us are very good at that, but you know, it's going to be a practice in being short-winded today. Okay. Okay, note that goal, yeah. the intention for today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we took some questions from recent client conversations. Um, we've been having a lot of client themes come up. It's funny how that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of these are like from clients in various ways in terms of like new nutrition questions. Um, and then we also pulled on Instagram, a lot of crickets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> y'all. And then we took some from like conversations we've been having with other people in our lives and stuff like that. So it'll be a mashup of fitness, nutrition, life stuff, random stuff. You're welcome. Yeah. Pretty much everything in here. Yeah. Okay. So we've got our list. Are we just going through it? Let's do it. Boom. boom. Yeah. Are we both answering them? I think so. Okay. If it's like one that needs two answers, like this first one. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So first, what is your current hyperfixation meal? I need to think about that for a minute. You go first. Um, Bagel with everything but the bagel seasoning on top and cream cheese with a side of eggs and egg whites. Right. And you just scramble them. Yeah. 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 And then I also make Rue her own egg. I know. (laughs) Do you, with your eggs, do you um, put them onto the bagel or you just have them on the side? No, on the side. Yeah. Nice. 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 I just recently bought cinnamon raisin bagels and I forgot Mm. how delicious those are with just butter on them. Tits. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think I really have a current fixation meal because we were gone for so long and then we just got back and I'm like getting back into routine, but I have been making at least once a week this, have you ever had that Buffalo chicken dip that like ever, it's like a thing. No. Okay. Anyways, it's like this really high fat. It's like chicken, uh, cream cheese, mayo. I don't know if you put mayo in it. I don't know. It Uh, actually has chicken in it. Yeah. In the dip itself. Yeah. Ooh. Buffalo chicken. And then there's like cheese, cheddar cheese melted on top. It's fucking delicious. Ooh, it sounds horrible. Why? 
I don't really like chicken and cheese together. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Anyways, I've been making that, but with tuna. So I do tuna. Oh, that's so much worse. Oh, my God. Tuna, mayo, and hot sauce. And then I mix it all up. And then I put it on like a bagel or um, toast with some cheese melted on top. It's like a tuna melt. It's like a spicy tuna. I hate tuna melts. Fish and cheese also don't go together. Yeah, but like that doesn't count. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's good. It's really okay. good. So if I you mean, like I'm tuna sure. melts, try it. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. okay, next. Next, another random one. Favorite brand of sneakers? I fucking suck at these questions. These are your people's questions for sure. I don't, I'm not like a sneaker person. Okay, like shoes. What was the last brand of shoes you bought and really liked? Like for workouts, maybe. Well, for workouts, I like Nike Metcons. Mm-hmm. like a metcon girly and i also bought the lulu shoes that i really like the lulu shoes are tits yeah they're yeah they're lovely i uh, have i will disclose i have one of every kind of lulu shoe nice <laughs> and i'm obsessed with all of them literally yeah. like walking on clouds like training in clouds yeah. 12 out and of 10 would recommend they, like look so good like, yeah so and sleek. get them on sale the we made too much yeah excellent yeah. excellent That's deal where i got mine they were like 60 bucks because i also get a discount yeah do it awesome yeah okay what's wait till they go on sale um well I was gonna say Lulu shoes nice yeah because I feel like for sneakers I also just always get like uh dupes of whatever is popular from H&M oh interesting because I feel like they always fit well and they're like $40 instead of 150 yeah like I have a pair of New Balance that I really like but they're like kind of going out of style now because they're a little bit Mm. chunky and like chunky's Mm. not cool anymore (laughs) Um, but yeah, I love, I took my Lulu ones to Europe. They're white and I wore them all around Europe. Like they're fucking amazing. Yeah. Okay. Next one. What's Uh, the, oh, sorry. No, you go, you go. (laughs) What's the number one thing you're tired of hearing about in the nutrition world? There's so much and also so little, because I feel like I haven't been paying attention. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I don't know. I have have a couple. Yeah. Okay. Number one, just like questions about protein. We've talked about that, but just like (laughs) annoying because I feel like a, everyone talks about protein. It's obviously important, but like, it's fucking, we've been talking about this for years now. Like let's move on. Also, you don't need someone to tell you how to get more protein. Like, you know how to get more protein. You just need to actually do it. (laughs) <laughs> and so it just is like it's so frustrating especially and like clients that are listening to this if you ask me this I still love you but like you know what protein sources are eat more of them you know okay I will take yours and add to it I cannot deal with people who post recipes that are quote-unquote high protein how to make a high protein dip or a yeah. high protein cookie and there's like eight grams of protein yeah. in it and I'm like yeah. oh no Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but then my other one is like, and maybe this was just from this morning because I saw like a bunch of people calling their t-shirts pump covers. Oh my god, you're but so like, late on this train. Yeah. Well, whatever. That's who I am in person. It's fine. I'm not cool. Um, but just like how fitness and nutrition is like become a trend. 
like all of these like terms that we use to like talk about fucking normal things like why does it have to be so trendy why can't we just lift weights because like it's good for us why does it have to be something that's like I'm not mad that it's cool but like why do we have to put this like spin on it all the time you know okay but I also feel like every niche like industry or domain does that to some extent it's just that we live in this one for so sure we but that was what we, the question was <laughs> okay yeah Okay. You know, enough. like I'm like, uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. I don't know. I can't even think of other terms right now. Maybe mine will come to me. That pump but... cover thing. I'm just like, it's a fucking t-shirt. It's That's a t-shirt. hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, do you have one? Whoops. Uh, I'll think of one maybe, but I think pump cover is funny. Like I like it. It is funny, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. We'll, we'll revisit that for Nicola. Okay, this one was from a bunch of clients, not necessarily worded in this way, but together I put it as how do you bounce back from like a, a bad start to the day? So this came up with clients who are like really working on their morning routine and getting like up out of bed and not pressing snooze a bunch, or you know, you leave the house and fuck, you like forgot your meal prep at home or whatever. Like, how do you? not let that turn the whole day into a write-off or have a bad mood for the rest of the day. And what did you tell your clients? Um, what did I tell my clients? I'm going to answer this personally first. Um, this was actually like one of my goals last year because I found myself so easily like put off by like these tiny little things that would happen in the beginning of the day specifically around like if I didn't start work on time and then I'd be like well fuck now I have to rush through the whole day da 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 um and my goal was to still make the best of the day by the end of the day I wanted to be able to like shut my eyes and be like I'm still proud of the day yeah um and so it really was just like forcing myself to find something good about the day or to pivot hard and like make something else better happen so right. that even if there were shitty parts like I still did better in other areas and it worked love that yeah I think this question depends on like what what made it quote-unquote bad mm -hmm. right but one thing that I encourage my clients to focus on is like what's the next supportive mm -hmm. decision that I can make like right. okay my morning was a shit show I'm in this like unregulated state right now. What's the next thing that I can do that's going to make me feel better? Whether it's like checking something off the list, whether it's making a healthy meal or going somewhere and like getting a macro-friendly meal. For example, if you forgot your mm -hmm. uh, meal prep, you know, that kind of stuff. What's the next decision that I can make that's going to make me feel better? Mm -hmm. yeah, so I think those that. two could definitely be used in combination. And like, yeah. like more in the moment and one's more of like, okay, looking at the day as a whole, mm -hmm. I think it's really easy to get caught up in like those small moments. And like, if we just take a minute to like, take a breath and look at the big picture, okay, maybe the first 30 minutes to an hour of your day didn't go how you planned it, but you still have, you know, X amount of hours to do some good things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It also came up in the sense that like someone had not gotten out of bed in time and therefore missed their workout and then kind of wrote off the day like, fuck, I was supposed to be consistent. Today was the day I was supposed to train. Right. And it like tied into this greater concept of like, what is consistency? And so we had the conversation of like, okay, you missed a workout. That fucking sucks. However, 
you still can control the food that you eat today. You can control what time you go to bed tonight. You can control how many steps you get. You can control, you know, if you take a moment to like focus on your breath, you can go out and get some sunlight. You know, all these things are still parts of the greater whole of consistency. And just by check, not being able to check one box does not mean you were not still very consistent today. For sure. Such an important piece of being able to keep going through mm-hmm. any like long-term goal. Mm-hmm. Love that. Okay. Next one. Mm-hmm. Um, this was one from my side. So best ways to preserve muscle if I can't lift for six weeks post-surgery. Um, and so, I mean, regardless of what the surgery is, one of the best things you're going to do for yourself is just keep your protein and intake up. Um, to help preserve that muscle mass and also continue eating enough calories. Um, I think when we are less active, we think like, oh, I'm going to reduce my calories because I'm not burning mm-hmm. as much in the gym. But the calories that we burn in a, in the gym or in our workouts is like such a small part of our total daily energy expenditure. So keeping calories up, keeping protein high. And then depending on what the surgery is, like doing what you can, right? Um there's been a few people in my life that have had uh, breast augmentations lately. Mm-hmm. And so that recovery is usually like six weeks before they're allowed to like do any lifting. I also have a client who's getting her shoulder. Uh, I don't know specifically what it is. She popped her shoulder out at the gym. Oh, it was God. the craziest thing. She, <laughs> it was literally the day after we all took our first aid course like on Sunday, we, all the coaches at the gym did our first aid course. And then on Monday at noon, we were doing split jerks and she popped her shoulder up out. And there was like five coaches there doing the workout and like, obviously coaching. And we were all like, Oh, like we knew exactly what to do because we had like just done, obviously we had first aid before, but like when it's fresh in your memory, we were all like, fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, so she won't be able to do any lifting. She's going to be in a sling. So those kind of things, it's like, do what you can. Can you work like the other part of your body, even if it's body weight? Can you go for walks? Can you fucking put on a weighted vest and go for walks? Can you do like lightweight or body weight step ups or lunges or overhead stuff sitting if it's a lower body thing, right? Like do what you can would be my advice there. I don't know if you have any other ones to add. No, I don't think so. Cool. Okay, next. Uh, cool. So this kind of goes hand in hand with that one, but what do you focus on and like how do you continue without falling into, I think <laughs> a probably deep, a hole. deep, dark hole <laughs> when you have to put your goals on hold? Specific, specific nutrition and fitness goals. Is that what we're talking about here? That's where the context of this came from. Yep. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the context in which I'll answer it. But yeah, I think this one's really hard. And I think first and foremost, what I say to clients is always like, it's okay to feel really pissed off mm-hmm. and it's okay to make light of it. It's okay to like joke about it. But I think what a lot of people miss is like, there's probably a good degree of grief that you are feeling when you have wanted something and already gone ahead and put so much effort into something that now either feels like the timeline has pushed off way into the future maybe it feels like you are quote unquote moving backwards with your progress 
you know, there's a lot of things and it's okay to grieve like the activities you used to participate in or the training you used to be able to do or like how you felt in your body or, you know, how good it it felt to make progress. Like all of those things being taken away, it's okay to be very upset about that. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to be stressed out by the uncertainty. So I think first and foremost, like don't gaslight yourself into thinking like you shouldn't be upset by it because it's it's a big thing, especially for, for sure. people who take that piece of their lifestyle so, so seriously. Yeah. It really fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, feeling shitty about it is one oh, thing. Oh, I was giving you, oh, you don't want to have any say in that? Oh, I mean, I agree with that. For sure. <laughs> I think it's easy to just like push it aside and tell ourselves like, well, it's fine. Like, it's okay. Blah, blah, blah. Which like, at the end of the day it is but we're still allowed to have those negative feelings about it and be upset the uncertainty piece is an interesting one that i think we don't talk about enough and i think a lot of outside of grief a lot of like the negative emotions and negative mindset that comes in a situation like this whether you've been injured or you know you have a lifestyle change or you're you're in a new career that doesn't allow like the same training frequency or whatever that unknown when we were in a previously in like such a routine with like you know we know what we're doing we know what the like outcome we're working towards is that unknown I think is like the biggest piece that makes it uncomfortable for us um so I think just like reminding ourselves that like it's okay that we don't know, you know, how things are going to end up and focusing on the now and what we can do in this moment to make ourselves feel good is going to be really important in kind of combating that. Yeah, that's like fairly similar to the second piece that I usually think of as like, okay, similar to what we talked about before with like bouncing back from a shitty like start to the day is like, what can you still do? Yeah. Because majority of the times I don't think everything is taken away or everything changes and you might have to adjust some pieces you might have to reel in your expectations but I think if we just give it all up you know that's gonna feel a lot worse than if we say okay we're putting one piece on pause what can we still do in the other areas to support ourselves when we're able to get back into it for sure so that we're not starting from scratch Mm -hmm. and also reminding ourselves of like okay we're not working maybe we're not working towards a specific outcome goal with like our performance or our body composition or something like that but that doesn't mean that the habits and routines even if they look different aren't still supportive for us so just remembering like all the ways in which our nutrition and movement improve our life outside of like those outcomes that we always tie them to Mm -hmm. and I mean I'd argue too that there's an opportunity here to really dial the things in that are other obstacles or things you were struggling with before that now you have more energy and time to focus on. So then when you get back into, say it's like getting back into training after some time off, you no longer have to worry about like, well, I didn't have a good meal prep before or well, I didn't, you know, I wasn't getting enough steps per day. Yeah like all of the, or I wasn't sleeping enough or whatever, like you've put in the work to really dial those things in so that now, um, like to, yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's a good perspective. Yeah. So to come up with like very different, but equally supportive goals for yourself, Mm -hmm. something else to focus on. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Okay. Next one. (laughs) 
<laughs> who fucking knows <laughs> how do you decide what to do with your life and this has come up a surprising amount of time with clients who are like in between jobs or like you know are trying to they have like a career goal or not even career but just like goal for themselves in terms of life in the future but again something comes up or they're rethinking things or they just flat out have no idea what they're interested in yeah um well if you know the answer please enlighten me (laughs) yeah I mean I don't know if I have an answer but I think I have like maybe a a hot take for this is like I don't think we have a purpose I don't believe that we you know, lots of people talking about like, oh, I need to find my purpose. And I don't really think we have a one singular purpose. Yeah. Like we don't have one singular purpose, but do you think we have purpose? Well, yes. Okay. Okay. So like, yeah, there's like multiple ways that we could feel that fulfillment and that purpose. There's not just like one trajectory. Right. I don't think we were destined to do like one thing. One thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I think take a look at like the lifestyle you want to live, which is something I wish I did earlier in life. Because mm-hmm. I think when we're like in high school thinking about careers and like school, you think about like what would be cool to do for a job, but we don't necessarily consider like for that job, what are the hours? Do you have to travel? You know, what's the pay? How much time off are you going to get? And so I would almost suggest like thinking backwards and like thinking about the lifestyle you really want to do and what you value and what you want to be able to like use your time outside of work doing mm-hmm. and then figure out like what kind of careers would enable that or support that in happening. Yeah. Reflecting on your core values and like the mm-hmm. things that make you you and the things that you truly enjoy. Um, especially when it comes to work, I think that there's this idea that like we have to love our jobs. And like, we have to absolutely fucking love what we do. And like, I think that thinking is flawed a little bit um, because at the end of the day, regardless, like we love nutrition coaching. We love supporting people. We love the transformations that happen, the relationships that we build, but like, it's still a fucking job Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. It's still a job. There's still highs and lows inside of it. There's still days where we fucking hate it. Right. And this idea that like, oh do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Like, no. Um, So just taking off the pressure to like be so obsessed with what you're doing and recognize that like it's 100% okay if the work that you're doing is simply a means to you being able to live the life that you want to live. Recognizing that at the same time, we shouldn't be absolutely fucking hating it or being treated like shit at our workplace or, you know, that kind of stuff. But for a lot of people, it is a means to, you know, being able to financially afford the life that we want to live, to have the flexibility in the life that we want to live, to set up our days the way we want to live them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And if you are someone who like subscribes to the idea that we do have a purpose, well, you can find that purpose outside of work too. Like your Absolutely. purpose could be something like how you are in relationships, who you are to other people. You know, the like hobbies and activities that you do outside of work hours. Um, Yeah, that's a conversation Brad and I have actually had a lot because we're like both entrepreneurs at heart and we've talked about starting other businesses and stuff. And I definitely struggle with like the thought of starting an unsexy business. Right. And I am like, for example, um, 
like people make money on like uh having storage units or car washes mm-hmm. or like things like that um and with Brad's marketing background like those unsexy businesses really just rely on good marketing so we've talked about like okay can we maybe do one of those and in my head I'm like that's fucking lame like oh my god I have love a that at all <laughs> I'm not a cod anymore <laughs> yeah but I'm oh. you're a cod to me <laughs> but uh he made the comment like okay but if that gives you if that gives us more financial freedom now we have more time and more finances to put in the things that like actually mm-hmm. bring us joy right and so I think that's important too I want to leave one more thought on this question yeah go for it um I don't know if you've read this piece in 101 essays to change your life I think it's the first one um but she talks about how we cannot predict what's going to make us happy in the future Mm -hmm. because what we know to make us happy is only based on the experiences that we've had up to this point yeah we know what will make us happy now right now how the hell are we supposed to know what's going to make us happy in the future exactly so expecting ourselves to future project that and make decisions that like have that trajectory it is impossible um so recognizing like okay I know what's making me happy now I know what I think I want for myself in the future and aligning those but if you get to a point where you're like actually this isn't making me happy being okay with like pivoting mm-hmm. it, which is it's hard. not a failure for sure it's hard um, there's a sunk cost there yeah, yeah there's a lot of reasons why it's hard but I do think that's a very good takeaway mm-hmm. cool yeah okay next okay, one okay um update us on your new year's goals what's going well what has sucked or what you failed at already or what have you had to adjust interesting um okay well we're doing good on the podcast goals truly I would say that um I don't think I shared with you but my goal was to get 30 podcast episodes out this year you didn't share that with me no I put it in the show notes last on last week's, I think, because I was like, Nicola won't read these. Um, <laughs> Sneaky little bit. So, and this is number four. So that's okay, great. Okay. All right. Um, I have not been doing super well. This is like so, it sounds disgusting, but one of my goals is like around my personal hygiene and just mm-hmm. like taking better care of my skin and like putting mm-hmm. lotion on my legs and stuff like that. Um like getting my skincare routine figured out uh, that hasn't been going super well <laughs> just why not I just always forget like I wanted to like do like body skincare every night um a few things like that and I just haven't mm. like it's a just habit because you like be get built. to the end of the day and you're like oh I just forget just I don't bed. think about it right mm. okay okay so you need so to habit stack a little good. bit there yes or write little sticky notes on your mirror yeah or Sarah, keep clean your body keep, yeah you dirty little girl <laughs> those types of things shaving okay, my legs okay. you know uh what has been going well what has been going well mm-hmm. um, I've, aside. I've been making a lot of my own meals mm-hmm. we got home and playing around with some different recipes so that's been fun but I haven't made any like um like dressings or breads or anything like that that I've wanted to or pickles or pickles <laughs> no I made some pickled onions though oh good yeah um 
so that is just a matter of me taking a little bit more time to find a recipe and like go get the things. Um, but we did get a Ninja Creamy, so we've been making our own ice cream. Yeah, so jealous. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a while to figure out that thing. Really? Yeah. Like it, it makes the ice cream, but like the first one we made didn't taste very good because it like didn't have enough flavor in it. Mm. Um, Cause you have to put a lot of, like, it's mostly milk, right? People okay. use like those protein shakes. Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, that kind of like defeats the purpose. If you're just like putting one of those like protein shakes that has. Why? They taste good. I know it would make it taste better, but you have to put two cups of milk in. And last time we only put one scoop of protein powder in mm. and then it just like had no flavor. Oh, I see. Um, so you gotta, we gotta like play around with that a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Uh, ask now for, for some you? recipes she's been crushing the okay good to know um i would say most things have been going well i'm doing dry january yes killing it i even went dancing on the weekend and did mm. not drink which you know good for you that was good yeah um so that and my bedtime routine which is like putting my phone not having it in the bedroom mm-hmm. crushing that um reading before bed and when I wake up in the morning crushing that and not going on my phone during workouts also going well nice good job yeah I've also been doing good on my reading goal of like one mm. fiction and one fiction book at a time got both which, going on. which ones are you reading right now well, I went back, so I'm still reading group because I didn't oh, read okay. like very much when I was in Phoenix. So I'm still finishing that. Um, and then I finished the Adam Grant book. So then I'm back mm. to reading that fucking one that I don't like very much. Um, the laws of human nature, just because I don't oh, have yeah. another another one. I gotta go to the bookstore. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you should get yourself yeah. a library card. I know you were saying that before. The library is so good. My thing is like, I like to like um, underline things and like turn pages Mm. over that have like things that I could come back to for like Mm. content ideas or like. Okay. We'll do that for your like personal development ones. But how often do you need to do that in a fiction? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's true. Maybe Um, it'll save you hundreds of dollars. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think of any. Oh, also. I did so far one out of the two terrible things that I was putting off forever. Nice. Yes. Good girl. Five stars. Working on. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can give me five stars on the 31st when I've completed both of them. The so far, one. one out of two. And the first nice. one I will say was the worst one. Nice. Yeah. Good, good. Good, good. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Do you want to move on then? Yep. Okay. What was one of the most recent things you learned? That's a good question. Let me think on that. Do you have yours? Well, a lot of what I've been learning is like from school recently. Mm -hmm. So this semester I'm in addictions and a grief and loss class. Grief and loss has so far been like incredible, but also like very complicated. Like grief is very messy um what did I learn last week that grief can be categorized in five different ways um and I was thinking I might do a podcast oh yeah let's do it um especially in terms of the one I will mention so 
if we're breaking grief into five categories, one is considered like, for lack of a better way of saying it, this idea that everything we love, we will lose. So like, you will eventually have to grieve the loss of like, the people in your life, Mm -hmm. the things that you've done. It's like, kind of like, the grieving around the things that are, in, are inevitable, like death, right. illness, change, that kind of thing. Okay. The second type of grief are like grieving the places that have not known love. So if you were like neglected or any of your needs were neglected in any way, if there are like feelings of abandonment, or if we ever had to like refuse or ignore pieces of ourselves, there's grief around that, which has not like ever been. Um there's like what's called the sorrows of the world which is like a collective grief so like um grieving like profound sadness of the earth so like climate change it could be war oppression um colonization like grieving things on like the greater level of humanity things outside of us as an individual um grieving what we expected and did not receive So like an expectation of like a relationship working out or intimacy, um, if there's unmet needs that you have or like hopes and dreams you had, but were never fulfilled for whatever reason. um, I think that's one that a lot of people ignore or don't realize as grief. Right. Would that, sorry, I have a question on that. Would that be also for like, you had an expectation of like an outcome and you achieved that outcome, but it felt different. Is that mm-hmm. all into that category too? I think it would. Yeah. 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 That's definitely one that I think a lot of people experience. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then the fifth piece is considered like ancestral grief. So like intergenerational trauma, um, kind of like inherited, you know, pieces from ancestors Um, But really, like, it's considered, like, this sadness or, like, this feeling of longing that's very hard to identify its origin. Um, And in the literature, a lot of people will talk about feeling grief for something that they can't even name. And so that's generally considered, like, ancestral grief, something that's just been, like, kind of passed down or you've experienced in maybe, like, very implicit ways throughout your upbringing and things like that. Um, And so the idea I had for maybe a podcast similar to the one you did around energy availability Mm -hmm. um, is doing a little bit more research on different types of grief, specifically when it comes to like grieving the body we used to have or grieving. I'm thinking about moms who have had to completely change their lifestyle Mm -hmm. Um, and this idea of like identity and grieving like who we once were. Right. And so that might be Mm. a topic I I like that. Because yeah. I think it's like, we, I think I have very few clients who have never expressed something like that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Me it's too. a big one. Yeah. yeah. And it's, we're not always able to like name what we're feeling. Like yeah. people don't identify it's, that as grief. No, especially no. in like our Western culture. Like grief yeah. is so uncomfortable that yeah. we like never really learn yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's like. I think the most recent thing that's learned that's actually stuck anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, I guess I learned a lot about menopause when I was doing research mm. for that presentation that I gave last week. Um, and just, you know, all of the changes that happen and how, how in depth the physiological changes are. I think we always see like the 
external effect of that in terms of symptoms that people have and changes in body mass and sleep patterns and stuff like that. But from the physiological side um, and how our body just responds to that lack of estrogen, um, that was really interesting to read. So that would be mine, I guess. And also that I just like suck at bodybuilding. (laughs) (laughs) That's something that I'm constantly learning. Uh, in the same sense that we've talked about before, where it's just like having to reorient yourself with movements that you thought you were good at. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And like, just, just, you know, if I'm at CrossFit, I can dumbbell bench fifties, like Mm -hmm. it's fine. But then if I send Katie a video of me, like I would never a try that heavy with like the program she gives me because the reps are higher, but I'll like be benching like 35s and she'll be like, no, those are shit. And I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, it's very humbling. Yeah. Um, I would say my fun thing that I've learned. Okay, have you heard of this like wine brand that's called Josh? It's yes. just called Josh. You yeah. have? Yep. Have you known about it for a while? Yep. Okay, I just learned about it and then went down like a rabbit hole being like, why the fuck is this like? a meme why is it funny why is it popular oh I just know the wine because my parents buy it sometimes really I don't know that there's like memes about it oh just because it's so funny it's like a wine which used to be like something like I don't know if prestigious is the right word but like fancy and you just name it Josh oh like the most boring <laughs> no offense yeah. to Josh's but like yeah. just such like a simple name anyway yeah. so there's a whole thing huh. about it yeah, it was like a big Twitter thing for a while. Anyway, oh. I just learned about you that. You go on class. Twitter? No, but I hear about these things and they usually originate on Twitter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, next question? Yeah. We need to be more rapid. We still were like halfway through. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to skip this one? It's a little more in depth. Uh, no, that's fine. I like this one. Okay. What kind of stuff do you talk about when you're just starting therapy? This is an interesting question because having been to like multiple therapists over the past like five plus years, the things that I, so when you're just starting or when you're starting with someone new? Open to interpretation. Okay. Because I was going to say now when I start with someone new, having been in therapy for so long, I know like the main things and the main events and the main issues that I have. And so my first session is me basically just dumping like a little listicle it's like okay this happened when I was a kid this is like how my family is this was like my ex-boyfriend like all of like the main things that like have caused me to be who I am um Mm -hmm. good and bad uh and I just like go through my fucking laundry list and I'm like this is what I really want to change and like work on and like blah 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 but I think when you're first starting your therapy journey you have no fucking idea like you just even like the biggest things that have happened in my life took me a long time to talk to my therapist about when I first started going to therapy and I think for a lot of people realizing that they're the biggest things exactly yeah it's very hard yeah yeah so I think yeah just like being open-minded I'll assume you've never been and that this is like your first venture into it is being very open-minded and I would encourage you to give your therapist feedback which feels really, really mm-hmm. scary. 
but I think a lot of people will go into like a first or second session and be like, man, I didn't like get anything out of it. And if you can identify like what they could have done to make that experience better or for you to feel like you could share more, whether that's them asking more questions or talking less, if you feel you're able to, I would just so, so encourage you to give them feedback or ask for what you're needing Mm -hmm. because nine out of 10 times they're that you're new to them too you're like they they might have a style but they don't know how you like to work or how you might feel more comfortable but I guarantee you if they're a good therapist they are going to be so willing Mm -hmm. to accommodate those kind of needs yeah and also if you don't click with a therapist right off the bat I encourage you to give it like a couple more sessions um outside of like feeling completely uncomfortable yeah, sometimes there's just like a vibe that's not yeah, there. Yeah. But definitely like give it a couple sessions and see and if you like Nicholas said if you can give them feedback and give them time to you know, adjust to that feedback that's going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, beyond that I think telling them about like what you do value, like who you are in relationships, the things that you've there. been working on that you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think why you're there is like very interesting. And sometimes you might not be able to be like vocalize that quite yet. Yeah. Yeah. Either because you may not know, you just know you're craving like some form of support or what you're there for is like too sensitive, too vulnerable yet. So yeah. For someone new, yeah. Yeah, and often they'll ask about your family, like what you do, you know, how you feel in your day-to-day, what you do for like self-care, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Any uh, tips for night shift workers slash regular times for eating? Mm-hmm. That's a this good was, one. This was one that came through Instagram. Um, and we're actually going to do a podcast episode on this in the future. One of our friends of the pod epi, um, Kendra is going to be coming on. She is a nurse, um, and she is also a new nutrition coach. So she's going to talk specifically about her experience. She's also a very competitive CrossFit athlete. Um, so you, you can stay tuned for that full episode. Um, but in terms of regular eating times, basically if you're working night shifts, we've got two options for, if you're tracking macros, I'm going to assume, um, And basically you can either stay on the 24 hour clock. So you're going to have your sleeping window in the middle of that, which is a little bit different. Um, Or you can switch it so that your like start of your day and your end of your day line up with your sleep cycle. So your start of your day Mm -hmm. is wake up from your sleep, which is going to be in the afternoon. And the end of the day for your tracking is when you go to bed at like whatever, 10 a.m. or whatever your shift is. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's going to be what makes the most sense for you and allows you to be the most consistent. My one thing that I would say is if you are working combo, so like some people work like two days into two nights, it's probably easier to stay on the 24-hour cycle mm-hmm. in my experience for these humans um, is what I would suggest. Yeah, it can be really tricky. Um, Some other things just off the top of my head is you can try and eat um, or try and like maintain your circadian rhythm. So try and eat your main meal either right before your shift starts Mm -hmm. or eat your first meal on shift rather than like in the middle of the night. Yeah. 
um, could be helpful as well to move away from labeling your meals as like breakfast, lunch, dinner. For sure. And rather just call them like meal one, meal two, meal three. That can be yeah. helpful on like a mindset level. Yeah. Um, and once you have like, if you're doing that main meal at the beginning or right before your shift, then the other meals might be a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. So you're not trying to force too much food in before the end of your shift, right before you're going to try and go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my clients who work night shifts will do like smaller snacky type meals throughout their night shift because they're just, their hunger isn't there mm-hmm. to like eat a full meal. Um, and also depending on the type of work you're doing, sometimes they just don't have time for that. So like smoothies, protein bars, um, sandwiches or wraps, like those types of things where you can like, you know, sip on them or eat them quickly throughout yeah, adult shift. lunchable stuff like yeah. that too. Yeah. Okay. Next question. What kind of journal prompts do you use? I don't really use prompts anymore. You just free flow with like whatever you're thinking? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, or tarot. Like I'll yeah. pull a tarot card and use that as a prompt. Yeah, I really like tarot as a way. Um, or sometimes I'll like read something that book I shit on. Yeah. But actually is good. 101 essays that'll change what you think. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Change what you think. Change or change yeah. your life. So change the way you think. Whatever. Yeah. That book. I'm sure everyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, there's are like some very good journal prompts in there. Yeah. Even to take one piece of one topic that she talks about, yeah. there's just like it's so content heavy. You could definitely use those. Mm-hmm. Um The Daily Stoic is a good book for that. Yeah. Because there's just like the single page. Mm-hmm. Um when I read that, I would then reflect on whatever that entry was about, um, and how it like related to my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pretty much it what, I what mean you talk about in therapy that's a great yeah. journal prompt yeah. if you want Three prompts you can literally just google like whatever's coming up so like if you want journal prompts to like help with your stress you can google like journal prompts for stress journal prompts for body image there's like so many um and kind Chat of GPT. yeah sift through and like find one that just resonates with you and then just go to town go to town go to town nice okay next yeah if you had a client who had no (laughs) knowledge about fitness or nutrition and had never tried any kinds of workouts or diets what would you recommend they start with interesting um this one I think I have two kind of like sides to it number one is just starting to build awareness um so starting to track like their biofeedback a little bit especially like their sleep um, and any like habits or routines that they have that either feel really good or don't feel really good um, and starting to track their food a little bit so that they can then identify changes to make instead of just like slapping on arbitrary changes that maybe aren't super relevant, aren't super realistic or even necessary. Um, that would be my first recommendation. Yes, I like that. And I would agree with like the tracking just to track to in particular build the awareness of like what foods give us protein what foods give us carbs what foods give us fat and what do I generally lean to Mm -hmm. and then start to think about how do I feel when I'm eating these foods yeah and create like a little bit of a a diary around that Mm -hmm. do we want to for workouts um for workouts I mean 
if you have the means, I think working with a coach or trainer in the gym is like the best way to get started Mm -hmm. because it removes a lot of the barriers in terms of like being scared that we're not doing something properly, not knowing what to do, that kind of stuff. Um, Obviously that's expensive and not everyone has access to that. Um, But there's tons of like free or very cheap workout programs to follow that have like video demonstrations and stuff. Um, Those might be a good option or again, depending on like what your budget and financial situation is trying to join some sort of like class or something like that. Um, Just having something that gives you information so that you don't have to figure it out all on your own. Yeah. I like that answer. Cause I mean, I would say like definitely strength training for sure, but yes, that your answer provides a little bit more helpful context. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, what was the last thing you bought that you absolutely loved? And what was the last thing you bought that was just like a flop? Like that didn't live up to expectations. Okay. I'm currently obsessed with Aritzia sweatpants. Mm. I bought a pair of TNA sweatpants a long time ago on sale and they like weren't ones that I would have normally picked, but they were like on sale and I wear them like every fucking day. And I just ordered a pair. I'm wearing them right now um, of like the cargo ones with like the pockets on the side and the butt fucking obsessed with them. Yeah. They're so comfy. I would never wear them to CrossFit, but I love wearing them to like Mount Royal and doing my like bodybuilding workouts in them. And right now, because it's cold outside, they're just like so warm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. What about the last thing you bought that was a flop? I haven't bought that much stuff lately. Let me think about that. What are yours? Um, Okay. I recently bought these fucking amazing pens. They were like my last purchase of 2023. (laughs) Right. And there's 26 color gel pens, but they're erasable. So that when you fuck up and make a mistake or have to cancel a meeting you had in your planner, you don't have to white it out or scratch. Yes. And Nicola and I both fucking hate white out. Like it just ruins. It ruins it. It ruins the vibe. Nothing ruins the vibe faster than white out. And we both have planners that you see the entire week. So it's not like it's just for one day that you have to look at it. It's like the entire week and it's like the worst. It's the worst. So 10 out of 10, love those pens. Okay. Um, the flop though, there was this girl, I can't believe I fell for this. She was an Amazon influencer and she was always posting like, this is a Skims outfit that costs this much money. This is an Amazon outfit that costs this much money. Um, and then she would always like send you the links, you know, this kind of yeah. girly. And there was like a sweatshirt that she posted that was like, oh my God, that's so cute. It looks so comfy. I got it. It came like a month late. The fabric is awful and the color is completely wrong. It's not even close to the right color. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, fuck. And trying to send it back, no one will answer me. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel duped. That's part of what I fucking hate with these Amazon people. I'm like, do you actually like this or are you literally selling your soul and lying to your people? They're selling their soul. Like, and I instantly unfollowed all of those people because I was like, I can't be tricked again. I know I will be tricked again. Yeah. The clothing on Amazon is absolute trash. Yeah. I haven't bought a single thing from Amazon that I've been happy with. Yeah. Besides like pens. Yeah. There was one like Lulu dupe. Thing that I bought a long time ago that I liked they were like a line dupes mm-hmm. uh, 
but not dupes. Like they're different. They're thicker. Mm. They're like, but I liked them, but I ordered a different brand and fucking hated them. Um, I also, we just had Shelby's baby shower on the weekend and I bought her this like breastfeeding pillow off Amazon. Um, to be fair, this is her fault because she literally linked that one in her registry. And so I didn't even look at the reviews. I just ordered it. Um, but it like was mushed up in a box and she took it out and it like won't inflate. Like it's just like limp. So I'm like, cool, cool, cool. So that's piss off. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Shop with caution. Yeah. Um, okay. On a related note, favorite workout clothing brands. I mean, mine's Lulu. Yeah. Like just, yeah, everything. They're aligned fucking shorts or not aligned shorts. Sorry. Um, the Aritzia shorts. Yeah. I do. And a butter shorts. Yeah. Yeah. But Lulu sports bras, Lulu, like the aligned top that I'm wearing. Mm -hmm. Lulu aligned pants. Aligned. I will say I have liked less and less a lot of the sports bras from Lulu. I used to like only get my sports bras from there, but mm, I'm not loving them as much and have started really liking Girlfriend Collective. Right, you've posted about that before. They do have very thick bands though, which yeah. depending on what I'm doing are sometimes uncomfortable. Right. Um, and we're yeah. different in the sports bra category because I have these yeah. and Nicola has big titties. Um, and I love the like, the Lulu bras that I get, I can't, I think they're like in the flow or something. Oh yeah. I have like the cross back. I have a thousand and like, yeah. that's the Lulu only sports is very bra good for the smaller boobed yeah. individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yeah. I've tried a few of the ones for bigger boobies, not that I need them, but because I wanted like ones that were more of like more coverage and like more of like a shirt. Oh, that, like the long lines. Yeah. But I don't like how they fit. They're like tight around my lats and then like loose here. Mm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just yeah. this itty bitty issue. Yeah. Anyways. Okay, okay. Okay. Um, are smart scales accurate for measuring body comp? That was one from my side of things too. Um, definitely like in terms of like absolute accuracy, no. Uh they're just there's too many variables going on. Um, but in terms of like measuring progress, if you are being consistent with how you're using it. So first thing in the morning, after you've gone to the bathroom, also knowing that like hydration status makes a big difference, they can be a good way to like measure change, but it's not like that body fat percentage that it comes up is accurate. Right. But yeah. it would give you the same level the of accuracy each time. So that you're, yeah. you could track a trend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep, yep. Um, what was the last movie you watched? We watched Anatomy of a Fall yesterday. <gasps> yeah. Don't spoil it. It's on my yeah. list. Oh, I thought you watched it. I got no, it. No, it's still list. on my list. Okay. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. her yeah. acting yeah. is fucking amazing. It is annoying because like it's mostly in French. Mm-hmm. Um, which was annoying. I hate reading captions on a movie. Um, but so fucking good. Okay. So excellent. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch that this weekend. Um, I watched Saltburn. It was really good. <laughs> hey, so we were People in Phoenix. I do not like it. I loved it. It I knew you would love that movie. <laughs> um, it so we're in Phoenix and I'm like outside doing my like goal setting tarot for the year, and my fam- my parents and Brad are inside deciding what movie to watch. 
and we come in and Brad's like, okay, we decided to watch Saltburn. Like it's trending on all the social media. Like, yeah. like you got to watch it. None of us had any idea what it was fucking about. And so we you watched that, that with your parents, with my parents. Yeah. Nice. And I was like, this is so fucking awkward. Um, Which part was the most awkward? Obviously the bathtub. Oh, not the vampire kiss? The vampire one was also, <laughs> I just thought of that after. Yeah. Or the grave. Oh, fuck. They were also awkward. My dad was upstairs on the grave one, so that was helpful. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, But yeah, the bathtub, like I was like literally gagging. Like I was like, that's disgusting. Um, So yeah, wouldn't recommend watching with your parents. Very interesting movie um I also you just like- love that Jordan guy like I'm obsessed with him he's such a babe. Jordan that's Jacob? the actor's name or Jacob yeah sorry Jacob, Jacob. LRD. Yeah. LRD. yeah 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 um obsessed he's yeah, such he's gorgine um yeah. yeah I really liked it if you like your movies fucked up and your characters more fucked up it's yeah. for you yeah yeah that's really yeah. good um okay. okay current obsessions food books hobbies anything mm-hmm. you go first uh okay books I'm halfway through a little life and it's like an obsession that's like a car crash like you can't turn away but you're also so uncomfortable the entire time Perfect. like uncomfortable is an understatement it's like extremely traumatic um okay. but loving it mm-hmm. hobbies collaging collaging yeah that is so random. Like collaging what? Like pictures of your friends or like magazines? No, like I started making a vision board and then the vision okay. board quickly turned from like an actual vision board and just to like an abstract shit that you like accumulation of things I cut yeah. out and put together. Um yeah. and now I just have to figure out where to get more magazines because magazines are hard to come hard to by find. and like sure. so fucking expensive now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know like a, a edition of Cosmo was like $14? Yeah, that's insane. They used to be like four. Yeah. That would be fun, but then you'd also have to like go through and see all of the fucking bullshit that's in those magazines and that would drive me crazy. Oh, but I like to look at all the pictures. I really enjoy like just like scrolling yeah. through things or like newspapers or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Big I made mine right on now. Canva. Did you see all the pictures that yes, I uploaded I in there? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I made mine on Canva. It was actually interesting because I made a vision board last year and I had it as my phone background, my computer mm-hmm. background. And actually a lot of things on that board were happened last year. She's manifesting. Oh. And I don't think I don't believe in manifestation, but I do believe in like, okay, you're the power like, of putting, a vision board. You're like putting it out there in the world that you want something and you're more likely to then like do the things that make that happen. Is that and not like, manifesting? Well, yeah, but manifesting has this like fucking woo woo thing to okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, I like vision boards. Um, okay, current obsessions. I mean, besides my sweatpants, I don't really think I have an obsession. Brad bought me those UGG slippers for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you the story about that? No. Okay. So we all know these UGG slippers are like so popular. You know which ones I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Tasman ones? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I wanted them for Christmas and I told Brad like two months before Christmas, like I want these. I sent him the link. The red ones were sold out mm-hmm. everywhere. So I sent him the the blue ones and I sent him just like the regular ones, not the platforms because again, the mm-hmm. platforms were sold out. So Brad goes shopping for my Christmas presents on Christmas Eve. Of course. 
mm-hmm. I'm like, does. this is just who my husband is as a person. It's fine. And I'm like, there's no fucking way he's getting these Uggs. He goes into Brown's shoes. There, they he like goes up to the till and the one he asks the one girl like, "Do you have these?" And she like basically laughs at him like, "No, you uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, like these are sold out." And then the other girl chimes in and she's like, "Actually, someone just returned a pair like five minutes ago. What size do you need?" And Brad was like, "Size seven. And she's like, "They're size seven. And they were the red platforms. And he was like, he's like, oh, but she wanted blue and she wanted the flat ones, but he bought them anyways. Cause he was like, these are the only ones I could get. And when I opened them, I was like, fuck yes. (laughs) It was like the luckiest thing ever. Yeah. He didn't even know what he had done. No. (laughs) And and then he's like, see, good thing I left it to the last minute. Oh, fuck. (laughs) So anyways, obsessed with those. What a breath. Yeah. Okay, but, well, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, okay, what has been your highlight of the year 2024 so far? Highlight of the year so far? I guess it would just be the weekend in Phoenix with our friends. Mm. Um, we had a bunch of friends come down to Phoenix, our friend who lives there that we don't get to see very much, and we just, like, had such a fun weekend with them. Um, it was probably the last trip like that that we'll get to do in a while because all of my friends are pregnant right now. Um, all the boys got absolutely shit-faced, and all the girls were just sober, obviously. Um, and I didn't drink very much either. Just like watching them be idiots. Like they literally like took tinfoil. We got home from going out the one day and they like took the tinfoil out and they made like tinfoil hats. And like Joel had like a tinfoil Speedo and they were like running around fucking dancing. <laughs> like, I was like, and stuff. you guys are going to be dads. Like this is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, they'll be fun dads. Yeah, they'll be fun dads. So yeah, that was definitely that weekend was a highlight. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You? I was going to say Silent Disco, but that was technically the night of the Eve. New Year's Eve. So it was technically still 2023. Um, Starting school, honestly, that sounds so pathetic, but the first class back that was actually in person, not fucking online, was so good. So, so good. You have good courses this semester. Yeah, and Very one good. like exceptional instructor. Nice. She everything. So that was that was awesome. Nice. Um, okay, next question. Is there an optimal time of day to work out? Morning, midday, evening? No. Whenever you can do it, whenever you're gonna be able to be consistent with it, just make sure you're fueling appropriately. Correct. Moving on. <laughs> Favorite high-protein breakfast? Stop. <laughs> we couldn't get through a whole one without a protein question. Uh, okay, well, I'm just going to pump my hyperfixation. Bagel and eggs. Eggs? Two eggs plus 100 grams of egg whites. Yeah. Yeah, plus a bagel yeah. has some protein in it. Oh, very little. Seven grams. No, not mine. Oh, no. <laughs> mine have seven grams. She's all carbs. Nice. Um, I do a breakfast scramble with Meadow Creek sausage, half of one, which has 15 grams of protein. It's a chicken sausage and egg whites and a jerky egg on top. And hi goose. Um, and it's fucking delicious. That's my favorite, but I'm also obsessed with Greek yogurt bowls with Greek yogurt with protein powder added in. Yeah. Overnight oats are, would be my other one. Yeah. 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 Quick 40 G's. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've been like 
blowing my protein lately. Like I had to adjust my day today because I was at like 190. Nice. Sounds like fuck. So yeah, I love those days. There you go. Um, is that it? No, there's one more on the next page. Okay, this one someone asked in our nutrition group at the gym. Um, and she asked, is dairy free and lactose free the same? I think this is a great question. Um, so no, it is not the same. So lactose or lactase is a specific sugar that is found in dairy products. And when people are lactose intolerant, they cannot break down lactose, lactase. Um, and so for people who are lactose intolerant, usually they can tolerate lactose-free dairy. Okay. But if something is lactose-free, like yogurt or milk, it's still dairy. It still has milk in it. And so if you have a dairy sensitivity or a dairy intolerance, lactose-free isn't, isn't going to cut it, babe. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on the severity. Like I know for me, I buy lactose-free yogurt. Um, yeah, you do. Cause I feel better eating it. I don't like get as like bloated and gassy. Um, but everyone's going to be different there. But if you have like a diagnosed allergy, then they are very, very different. Yeah. I'm just having flashbacks to doing your grocery shopping in the summer and you having two full tubs of lactose-free yogurt on there. And I was like, ew, what? I and then having yogurt. to find it because I had no clue what it looked like. Yeah. I couldn't find that or your stupid Meadow Creek sausages. And it's it was because like you went to Superstore. Store. Where was I supposed to go? Safeway. Oh, wow. And then I that felt bad when you said you couldn't find them. And then I saw the chicken and I was like, fuck, she went to Superstore. And now I should have just told her because she was probably looking forever. You know how many people I asked there? Yeah. yeah. And I'm all sorry. of them were like, let me go check in the back. And I was like, yeah. no, don't bother. Someone it's just fine. did. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Sweet baby angels who work there. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a uh, less rapid fire and more nuance than that's okay. You before, know, but such some of life. them were pretty rapid. I think we did good. Okay, great. Do you want to end with a fuck yes, fuck no? Yes. Um, I already talked about my fuck yes, which was my sweatpants. Yeah, that's the third Um, time you've mentioned them now. So clearly they're a a good one. And I had a thing that was, I don't have a fuck no. My other fuck yes is morning workouts. That's my fuck no. Because I got home and now I don't have to leave my house for the rest of the day. Okay. It's fucking great. So, but the fuck no side to that is like fueling for morning workouts for me is difficult. Yeah. It's hard. And also I I eat way more calories earlier in the day and then I'm like hungry later. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's a big fuck no. Plus then I have to get out of bed. It's a whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like I need three full meals in me in order to train. Yeah. I'm, I only do upper body when I go to my early Mm. ones. Hmm. Today I, I like do that. push. Thursday I'll do pull, and then I have been saving legs for the weekend. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, I do have a fuck no. Okay. Saving legs till the end of the week. Yeah. No. <laughs> my um. So my leg day, I only have one a week from like the bodybuilding side of things because I also do CrossFit once a week, and it's usually like lower body heavy, um, and it's all pulling, so all posterior chain, and so I have not been squatting or like doing a lot of that, and on the weekend at CrossFit the workout had like a bajillion squats in it, overhead, front and back squats. I like cannot walk. Like I am so fucking sore. I had to demo, like I coached yesterday and I like couldn't demonstrate a thruster because I can't squat down. That's embarrassing. 
it is embarrassing. <laughs> so I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like that used to never be an issue. Am I just old or is it just too much? It wasn't no, even heavy. It makes sense. I know, but it just, I feel like it's off. not the heavy. It's when you have lots of lightweight, reps. just the like, volume, you get fucked up. Yeah. The total volume. Yeah. 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 Anyways. If I'd be fucked if I had to do yeah. a workout like that too. Yeah. Um, my fuck yes is linen bedding. Yeah. I was very against it for a long time because I was like, it's going to be itchy. I like a really soft sheet, but no, it's, it's so cozy. Yeah. It's so breathable. Oh, and I have night sweats like nobody's business. And mm-hmm. I would say that it feels better to have night sweats in linen sheets. For sure. And fun fact, Nicola and I both got onto linen sheets because we were gifted them for Christmas. Uh-huh. Mine was last year. Nicola got hers this year from her brother. And like, if you're looking for a good present for someone and mm, your budget sheets. is high, <laughs> buy them some fucking linen sheets. Like, it will change for the life. Yeah. Or buy them for they're yourself. Good. They're good. They're good. They're good. Yeah. I feel like I have a lot of other fuck yeses, but I can't think of any right now. So that's okay. We talked about a lot of them. Uh, the chewable the vitamin C is from Costco. Delicious. <laughs> Also, the electrolyte packs from Costco. Which brand? Um, Organica. Yeah, I like the. They're not like the individual. Yeah, and they're not too salty for people who will like have an element and be like, "Oh my god, it's so salty." Yeah, these ones are not that salty at all. Actually, I would probably add more salt to mine personally. Yeah, but also delish. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully you learned something today. Yeah, this was up four. So what's our next up? Next up. Um, I don't know what the next one is going to be. I am doing Friends of the Pod with my client and dear friend Emily in the coming week. So that might be the one that comes out after this. Um, maybe we'll do your grief one in the next couple weeks. That would light a fire under me to research for my grief paper as well. So perfect. Great. Okay. Settled. Deal. <laughs> okay, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and we will catch you next week. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye.